I am back. I took the last two weeks off, and thank you to those that messaged me to say that they missed my podcasts. Today is Friday, September the 11th, and this is episode number 14 of the Khan Wealth Advisory podcast series. I'm Asif Khan, Wealth Advisor with BMO Private Wealth. First, go Raptors go. Tonight is crucial, game number seven. And as Rudy Tomjanovich has said, never underestimate the heart of a champion. They will find a way to win. Let's hope that the Raps dig in to take this series. Well, the last two weeks were interesting to say the least. So for today's podcast, I thought I would just ask a series of questions and provide my thoughts on them. So first up, what are the positive and negatives right now in the economy, in the market, in the world? So some of the negative developments, we've seen Europe is now in the heat of a second wave. Spain and France have had higher infection rates, but the fatality rates are still staying rather low. We're now seeing India surging with new infection rates, and it's becoming the new epicenter. I believe they're getting about 80,000 new cases a day. New transmission risks from reopening schools, of course, uh, could be a consideration for cause for concern. And the colder weather is also, of course, something that's going to be on everybody's mind with the potential second wave that could happen here and different parts of the world. Another negative factor is U.S. fiscal stimulus is still not resolved. The Democrats and the Republicans are stuck in negotiations trying to figure out what to provide and when to provide it. U.S. and China tensions are still very high and there could be potentially more tariffs or tariff wars. And then, of course, the last negative development right now is that the COVID-19 daily infections globally that were looking like they were coming down seem to be on the rise again. So this is, of course, a Uh, pause for consideration and concern. Some positive developments, of course, the U.S. infection and death rates are falling. Canada remains stable for now, but there are hints of rising infections. So again, that's worrisome. The most adversely affected U.S. states have improved drastically, mainly Texas, Florida, California, and New York. The U.S. economy is resuming its recovery. Many parts of the economy here and in the U.S., are experiencing what we call a V-shaped recovery. We're seeing it in things like auto sales and home sales and retail sales, factory and industrial production. Thus, the forecast for Q3 or quarter three, which is the next quarter, are looking really good. Um, Going forward, of course, the recovery is probably going to decelerate somewhat, but it's going to keep up pace. Some other positive tidbits that are going on. Credit card spending has fully recovered from pre-pandemic levels. Of course, the summer months, July and August, have had reason for many to want to spend money. Let's see and hope that this continues. As I mentioned before, retail sales have fully recovered by more than the pre-pandemic levels. Employment numbers have gained more than thought by by at this point. Uh, Of course, that's pointing to sharper recoveries in various sectors. And the road to full recovery from here though it's been really good so far, is expected to be bumpy going forward, but it's moved at a lot quicker pace than many would have thought. Another very positive uh, outcome or a bit of news item is, is, of course, with the vaccine. The optimism there is rising. There's been medical advances all over. The vaccines are progressing and the new therapeutic drugs that are being used are also uh, proving to be very effective. The simple math, though, of course, not related to uh, vaccines, and therapeutics is just wear masks. If we wear masks, I think we have a, an awesome chance of making sure that that infection rate stays rather low. There are seven companies that are currently in stage three trials. And for context, phase three is mostly focused on ensuring that the obscure side effects don't appear 
uh, in a giant pool of volunteers that they're testing the vaccine on. The prior two phases, phase one and phase two, usually have been used to establish that the vaccine has had promising outcomes and that there are no unacceptable side effects for most people. There's another 23 companies that are entering phase one testing and another 14 in phase two. So if you take all of those numbers, of course, with the seven companies that are in stage three, there is a very high likelihood that we're going to get a vaccine and not just one, but several. And there's been talks that the vaccine could be available as early as late October or somewhere in November. At that time, it would mostly be for the most vulnerable, you know, probably uh, front frontline workers and those that are sick. But the large-scale vaccinations that we're all looking for probably does not get started until the spring or summer of 2021. They've got to ramp up production. They've got to ramp up uh, the ability to, to vaccinate everybody. So another question that's been on people's minds are what are some of the stats that speak to positivity in the markets and the economy? Just this morning, I read the U.S. economy and labor market are recovering from the coronavirus-related downturn more quickly than previously expected. Business and academic economists polled by the Wall Street Journal also expect gross domestic product to increase at an annual rate of 23.9% in the third quarter, which is up from the previous expectation number of 18.3%. So generally, it just means that there's a lot more activity happening and the recovery looks to be a lot stronger. There's a whole bunch of charts that I've looked at over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, one of them specifically speaks uh, to Canadian July, uh, the, the July Canadian manufacturing statistics. It shows that factory activity is now just 6% below where it was in February. So basically a V-shaped recovery that's happening there. Another chart that I looked at, Canadian retail sales as of June had recovered 100% of all sales. Of course, People weren't buying things from certain stores, but were spending more money at other places like, of course, Home Depot. And then another chart that I was looking at um, shows that the markets have been doing obviously very well, uh, but there's a lot of companies that haven't done as well as the markets, namely companies that are in the financial industry or perhaps travel and energy. And just specifically, and I'm not telling you to buy any of these companies, but if you looked at Companies like Coke, American Express, Disney, Bank of America, Intel, General Electric, they're all still down double digits. So there's a lot of room for growth in various uh, different parts of the sectors of the, of the market and, of course, various excellent uh, large companies. And then another um, uh, chart that I was looking at shows that the U.S. unemployment rate is now down to 8.4% for the month of July, which it was at 10.2. And these numbers are about 4.9 points better than where they were when it all started to drop. And of course, here in Canada, our unemployment number has, has improved as well by 4.6 points over that same period of time. So again, job recovery is happening a lot quicker than we would have thought and many economists would have expected. So this is wonderful news. And perhaps businesses are simply telling us a different story in terms of the road to recovery. Some of the other questions that we've been getting, another one is, are we positive or negative on the economy and the markets going forward? So as, as all of you may know, Austin and I, by our very nature, are always optimistic and positive. Historically, that has always been the correct way to think. The main reasons for this way of thinking are, one, interest rates are incredibly low and will, and will remain that way for some time. Two, there's tons of cash in the system. Consumers are building up liquidity. 
Three, eventually inflation and taxes are going to increase. That is what the governments want, and they will keep recovery packages coming until they get it. So as a result, these three items taken together that I I just mentioned, low interest rates, cash in the system, and eventual inflation, is eventually going to lead to you or others wanting to own assets, preferably assets which generate income. And this, of course, is also pointing towards companies and their share values. Four, there's another, of course, reason for positivity is the COVID crisis is probably behind us. Of course, it's still a very serious situation, but it's unlike the situation that we had in March. Vaccine is close, like I just mentioned, of course, and uh, treatments are very effective. On a side note, when this is all over and everyone is somewhat vaccinated or we have some sort of herd immunity, I imagine everyone is going to want to travel. It will be the biggest tourism party boom we probably ever have seen. Another point or number five for positivity is the election outcome is probably not as dire as each party is suggesting. No clear results could be a short-term negative, but it eventually will get resolved. Bottom line is the worries will get resolved to some degree. In the interim, don't get faked out by the media news. The media folks saying otherwise are either not in the market or did not get in when it corrected or worse, sold at the bottom. Finding a reason to sell is always easy, but making up for lost ground is extremely difficult. Last, bull markets always climb a wall of worry. That is what is currently happening and has always happened. Another question that we've been getting that's been on many people's minds, of course, is the U.S. elections and you know what do we think? The U.S. election may eventually get compared to Y2K as the biggest non-event in history. That's something that I read from one of the portfolio managers at Fidelity. Uh, He simply believes that the polls are showing that Biden is winning by a large amount. So it's not going to matter as much as people think. The markets may be telling us that this election is over and they see or the markets are seeing Biden as the true winner. Of course, the common rebuttal that comes is that Trump wasn't supposed to win last time, and he did. But this time, the Democrats' lead is rather wide. So potentially, if you're worried about the election, you could be missing a massive opportunity right now. Of course, if the election is close, like I mentioned before, it will create some worry short term. But that will get resolved, and we will have a president, and the economy will go on. It always has. Before I close, I wanted to share a quote that I recently read from one of the industry's giants, that's Peter Lynch. He said, if you spend more than 13 minutes analyzing economic and market forecast, you've wasted 10 minutes. So hopefully I haven't wasted 10 minutes of your time today. I simply would add to that that, of course, always be long and be strong. Here's our corny joke of the week. Why don't elephants use computers? Because they are afraid of the mouse. Thanks for listening today. Again, call us for any discussions surrounding your finances and plans. My number is 416-725-9133 and Austin's number is 416-709-7879. This is Asif Khan signing off. Be well and have a great weekend. Go Raptors go. Hello? Are you still listening? Well, it's back to school. I dropped off my grade 8 daughter off at school yesterday. 
Gave her my lectures about social distancing and keeping hands clean, etc. Let's hope she and the rest of the kids are good at it and don't become complacent as time goes on. I wanted to take this time to thank our teachers for effectively becoming frontline now. The other kids in the family, Austin's included, of course, who are still in school, are basically doing it online with a couple of them in some sort of hybrid model. These are strange times indeed. I saw a funny meme uh, today. Back in the 80s, skipping school meant climbing, climbing over the fence in the schoolyard and taking off for the day. Now it simply means hitting the mute and turning off your video button. Take care. All the best.